that's what I'm saying. The podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to that's what I'm saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Speakers, Spotify, Pandora. Also, watch that's what I'm saying. The TV show. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwizPod. So I'm Sean and I'm Shatara. Hey sis, hey sis, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you, lovely? How are I you? Excellent. <laughs> I am excellent. Just enjoying this warm weather here. You in know, Miami. I don't want to come off like I'm a what hater. Doing? I don't want to come off like I'm a hater. But every now and then, when I find my feet, you know, uh, three feet in snow, I think, what's that heifer doing over there? <laughs> Hence the fact that I have to hit you up on IG. Like, uh, what's it? What it do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you let me know why your sister last night we we went out um to one of these venues so mm-hmm. she bought with her the um you bought her a tupac hoodie a tupac yes. hoodie yes and so first of all she had like a nice dress on but mind you it's like 80 degrees here so she was like i was like where are you going with that hoodie she was like it might drop down to 72 you know what <laughs> <laughs> like if you don't put that hoodie back Ooh, that's one of those. I just have to wear it. That's one of like, those. We are so weather bougie. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. I'm, I'm glad yeah, to hear she's wearing it. It might drop down to 72 and we're going to be outside. I was like, if you don't, if you don't put that sweater back, I'm girl. Hating. I'm hating oh. just a little bit. 72 sounds real nice. We got, oh, so funny. what are we at today? We had 28. They're saying we got more snow coming. You know, whatever. She need to send that hoodie back this way. How about that? <laughs> send my gift back. I was like, where you going with that? It's, it's no. 80 degrees, no. but it oh. might drop down to 72. <laughs> Girl, bye. Okay. And she was serious. I know she was serious. She, very serious. With, with her toes out. With her toes out. <laughs> with her toes I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure them Absolutely. toes were out. You won. Mm-hmm. Love the family. Mm-hmm. Love the family. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so what are we calling this episode? <laughs> We're calling this episode Superhead. Gave Superhead. Just moved in the building, then she even gave a Superhead. That's a little ditty that um we had learned from the good old Jadakus. Stuck with us over many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this particular episode, you know, with no sexual undertone whatsoever, it just happens to be fitting to take us right into our ratchet moment. Absolutely. Speaking of heads, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, rapper Lil Uzi Vert, not Gerald Vert, Lil <laughs> Uzi Vert. Lil okay, Uzi Vert. He- Lil Uzi Vert, he has uh, put a $24 million diamond piercing in his full head. I'm not <laughs> going to say forehead. I'm going to say full head. Okay. Now, this right here is, it makes you just squint your eyes a little bit when you just think of it. Now, he's 26 years old, all right? And he said he has been saving up for years to put this 11-carat diamond in his full head and you know the piercing expert had said you know there's really nothing to be you know too too much concerned about this is just a piercing however over time there's certain things like sweating or putting on a hoodie or even you know washing your face or working out so to speak that you know it may become a little a little dangerous but not too dangerous he'll he'll be okay um so i just i can't why he put an infinity stone in his forehead that's all i want to know my third eye seen it coming. Okay. <laughs> My third eye seen it coming. <laughs> Method man. I don't, when I saw this, I said, you got to be kidding me. That's the first thing I was like, nah, you got, nah, he's not serious. And I said, you know what, you know how they, they call, you know, black people with money, new money. I hate to say it like new money. Like, is this what we do with our new money now? This is what we doing now? I'm putting diamonds in our foreheads. Girl, I'm putting a Snickers bar in the middle of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Because I need to be satisfied. <laughs> I just, I like, I don't, I'm just, mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, see, see, no, everybody's doing something with their head. Everybody doing something with their head. So this right here just really threw me off. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm still over here trying to understand, like, is he trying to become the new vision from the Avengers? Like, what is what is this about? Wanda World. Wanda World. The dude, right? The Wanda mm-hmm. World. Yeah, dude. the vision's wife. What are you Wanda- doing? 
And to each his own. You do what you want. Listen here. Rappers are putting, you know, uh, tattoos on their face. Here's and it's what, not, and it's, and it's, it's not just. Right. It's the, like, it's like a tattoo. But this is more than a tattoo. Like, hmm. this should have get you kidnapped somewhere. I, and I don't even. Mm, I'm get your head saying, chopped like, off. Can you imagine you got, you got your treasures on your head? Listen here. Um, you, got your, you got your net worth on your forehead. 11 carat. 11 carat. We're all in Lucky Charm. Listen here, you Lucky Charm mother. <laughs> get your Lucky Charm mask over. He's going to get it. I'm, you know, I we don't want unbad, but that's like some real gangster. Like somebody chopped his head off. You heard what happened at the party? Like somebody walking around with his head chopped off. Like Mm-mm-mm-mm. it's like you're asking for it. That's too much. Now we got, you know, we got uh, ice cream cones on cheeks. We have uh, crosses in between eyebrows. We have many a variety of tattoos. And this just not, you know, just not black gentlemen. It, it goes across. Uh, uh, didn't, um, what's her name with the ball, blonde head? Didn't she put a little tattoo on her forehead? That was dealing with Kanye. What's her name? What's her name? The 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 short blonde Caesar cut um, one that was dealing with Kanye. What's her name? Come on. Oh, 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 oh. Um. Why can't I think of her name? I was gonna say Heather B. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, mm-hmm. Amber B. Uh, Amber Rose. Amber, Amber B. Right. <laughs> Amber, Amber Rose. B. <laughs> I don't know why. I want to give her a rapper name. Yeah, Amber Rose <laughs> tattooed something on her forehead, right? Recently. Um, yeah. I she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, like like the new baby dad because I think he has a face tattoo. Something crazy, face right? Face right across her fo- right across her forehead, and justified mm-hmm. it like this is what yeah, it is, and oh. you know. So my, my point is that everybody's doing something with their face and their heads. Well, and their heads. Yes. Well, in, in in other news, we talk about superheads. Mm-hmm. Um, the other superhead was uh, Tessica Brown, aka the Gorilla Glue Girl. So I know you've heard about this. Oh. So, sis. So she gained attention because she was trying to get her hair laid, and let me tell you, her hair was laid though, and she used Gorilla Glue. Instead of what I'm thinking she was trying to use is that what's that mocha de gorilla, the 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 Spanish the the booger the booger snot, the, the, the gorilla booger snot. The gorilla snot comes yeah, in. Yeah, like you know, to lay your and, edges. Well, she mm-hmm. took it one step further and went all the way to Home Depot and got herself a um a, a spray bottle of mm-hmm. gorilla glue Mm-mm. and used it to lay her hair down. So Man, I'm just sis. When I saw your friends, what about your friends? Who told her to do this? Nobody. Nobody. Who would ever think you could get your hair products from Home Depot and Lowe's? I don't understand. I don't understand. So Hmm. she glued her hair to Hmm. her head. Now Hmm. you know a lot of us. We like we like a little glue to our head, little hair to our head. But this is she took it to a whole nother level. So. It's because it has polyurethane in it. So she couldn't get it out. So there was TikTok videos. I know you saw it. She was like, you mm-hmm. know, her hair was laid, but she could not take her ponytail off. She could not get her hair out of the style. So, you know, she became the sensation. But it, I mean, it was really sad. So um, a black plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, I think his last name is Obang. He offered to do what is a $12,000 surgery on her for free. So um, she's back to, I didn't, you know, like, cause she couldn't even like cut it out. Like it was no way to just, is she, is know, she bald in the top? Like it, cause is it happened. I mean, it was laid. Listen, her hair, her hair mm, was laid. No, it was. Now, you know, you have that little voice called intuition. Mm-hmm. Her into her intuition turned is, off. must've been a flickering light or the intuition watched her do it and said, Oh yeah. We, light was oh, on. No, she, <laughs> no, it, the little voice said, "Oh yeah, we got it now." Because mm. she, because I tell you, that was looking slick. She had that I baby hair was, going. Wow! And let me tell you something: that baby hair is an art. We've talked about that. Listen here, city girls. Mm-hmm. That baby hair is mm-hmm. an art. That is not easy. Even me, I'm over here old school with jam. All right, still trying to say, you know, jam don't work. I know. Jam, <laughs> jam, jam be looking at me like we used to jam, but those days are over. I'm like, mm. come on, Eddie, come on. <laughs> Come on, Teddy J. So, you know, maybe, hey, she gorilla glued it and she started off as like, I remember it was just like a meme and it was funny and everybody was like sharing the video. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's on TMZ and the doctor, you know, caught attention and he was like, hey, let me help her. And I just thought this is, this is, you know, those like you dumb mother. Mm. Mm. Cause gorilla glue, the company, like, you know, they, they sent their sympathies, but they were like, you know, this is a really crazy situation because 
our product, of course, is not indicated for use on your hair. No, it's considered no. permanent. Mm-mm. Girl, and no. this, I know that was crazy glue. The commercial with the guy and he was hanging upside down. Yes. Uh, with the hat, but that was crazy glue. Yes, that same was idea, funny. sis. Same idea. Like, well, you do not want to put this in your head. I don't there's understand. A, mm. there's, a, there's a gorilla out there that's like, y'all really messing up my name right now. Yeah, you're doing too much. Y'all over here harambe and me. It's not fair. <laughs> this ain't right, y'all. This ain't even. Yeah, this this is. Mm-mm, that was. And whew, when I saw, I was like, wait, she's serious? I thought it was really like she's joking. I thought and it was she, a joke. I yep. thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, you know, I I kind of understand because, like I said, it's that that mocha de gorilla. You know, I try to say mm-hmm. it with a little accent, but I don't know, you know why. Like it's it's actual gorilla glue or gorilla snot that you use to they lay your it. edges. But that sis, that ain't it. That wasn't it. Yeah, that's just what they call it. That just mm-hmm. wasn't very smart. But I tell you this: it now for the next few days, you know, when she's with her man, she don't got to worry about sweating her hair out. She don't got to worry about going to the pool. She don't worry. She got to worry about none of that. He slip his hands through there. Whoop! His hands slip right off. You go to bed. You don't got to wear no scarf. So there are some benefits to having your head gorilla glued down, even well, if it's just for a few days. A few benefits because I, I don't get it. I don't get it. No mm, scarf needed. Kids is throwing balls at her head. Bing! It's falling right off. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, for her speedy recovery. Like, sis, you'll never do that again. We are your friends. That's covered all by I the blood know. of Jesus. She's covered, covered. Oh, who told her to do that? Who told yeah. her? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, she'll get better. Mm, 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 mm. I hope so. That ain't gonna happen again. Mm. You know what? I know. If I was her, I want. I don't want to use nothing on my head. No more. I'm shook. I'm shook. And and how did <laughs> to, to be water? Imagine going to the IHOP and somebody's like, "Oh my God, you're the Gorilla Glue girl." Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness I get your autograph and then the, the catch me outside how bad that girl is standing there hating like oh she took my shine <laughs> oh man poor thing poor thing yeah. so um but in other news so this it started off as ratchet but it yeah. actually is kind of woke but and I know have you seen um there's a new documentary on Britney Spears it's called Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Hulu had, I had to do a seven day free trial because I did not have Hulu to just to watch it. But did you see it? Have you seen it? No, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking about the meme that says when they say, uh, do you want to enroll a membership (laughs) and you pack up and leave? Mm -mm. What? After seven days, you pack up? Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, Hulu, Hulu, Hulu me. But let me tell you, this documentary, I I mean, I, I, I was, I was presently surprised. Like, first of all, you know, start like I said, started off as ratchet because there's this whole free Britney movement that has been going on for years because her, you know, her person and her estate is controlled by her father. So sounds like she's been petitioning off and on for years to have him removed because there's this guardianship in place. So, you know, you have her fans. They are, you know, they are Britney fans. You know what they, you know what they look like. You know who they are, but they're out there in the court, you know, outside a courthouse and, you know, hashtag free Britney. So it started off like, I mean, like, wish free Britney from what? But as you're watching it, mm-hmm. you know, you, re- I mean, I can tell you, like, I finished, when I finished this, I really had a newfound respect for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the craziness that went on, you know, you didn't know. Cause I mean, we all, we, we're pretty much around the same age. We grew up with Britney, you know, but she was like, you know, the white girl that pops up, oops, I did it again. And, you know, oh, bye, 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 bye. you know, she, <laughs> she, she had, she had some uh, hits. She had some Britney songs, hits. right? And she was, I mean, if I thought of anybody who started with the belly button out, you know, before it was Beyonce and Destiny's Child, like, honestly, it was, it was Britney Spears. Like she started, you know, with all that, with the Pearson or whatever. So. Oh, no, no, but, it was Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Oh, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're hope right. I'll take it back. Hope rhythm. I will Wait, rhythm but wasn't it around? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, it wasn't a belly button out. Mm-mm. Rhythm Nation was very shut down. No, 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 no. It wasn't that's the way love goes. That's the way love goes. Like, uh-uh. That's, no. That's the way love goes. That was the belly button piercing. Yep, that was Janet. We got to anyway. do a timeline, though, because, ah, okay, so yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's Britney. She she was an innovator. Okay. But what this, what this documentary shows is just, you know, I mean, here we are. It's 2021. We are in the age of, you know, we've had the Me Too movement. We've seen the Black Lives Matter movement still ongoing. You know, we've we've had so much that has tra- ha- happened. Right. But what you what this really shows is like the sickness of the paparazzi. Like 
how she was hounded. You know, and it's different than say like the Kardashians where, you know, they're they're seeking out the cameras. Right. This was before, you know, this I think we forget that Britney was, you know, she was a talent. She was a singer. You might not have, you know, really loved her voice, but she was an entertainer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fame is the second part of it. The first part is, you know, really her talent, but it was so overshadowed by really what was like very sexist, very misogynistic, the, the treatment that she got. When you're looking, I'm like, you know, she was like 17, 18 years old. You know, like for example... There was this whole big thing about her showing her belly button. You know, Mm -hmm. there was interviews where, and I'm like, you know, she's got to be what, 19 years old. She's sitting there in interviews and grown men are asking her if she's still a virgin. Are you a virgin? You Mm. know, and she's going on these, you know, she's having to answer whether she's a virgin or not. Um, There was an interview, that whole thing with Justin Timberlake was just, you know, disgusting, which I think Justin ends up apologizing recently to her because, you know, she's doing interviews and there was one she did with Diane Sawyer and Diane Sawyer is asking her, like, what did you do to Justin? Because he said, you know, you did one of the worst things anyone could ever do. And, you know, Brittany, to her credit, she doesn't answer, Mm -hmm. you know, given all this salacious detail, she actually didn't say anything about it, but she was really demonized for, you know, her sexuality, which, you know, by today's standards, it's, it ain't nothing. nothing. She did a little dance and a little, you There's know, a song called WAP and everybody twerks. Mm-hmm. But, but the way that she was treated was, you know, now we're, of course I'm looking at it with 2021 20, eyes. It's, it's like, Oh, like Matt, Matt Lauer, disgusting, you know, just mm. disgusting, you know, and even the governor of Maryland, the governor of Maryland's wife, mm-hmm. You know, she gets on and she's like, you know, I would shoot Britney Spears basically because she was um, not a role model for, I guess, the the young white youth at the time. But this woman actually got on there and was like, I, you know, I would shoot her. And you could just see the decline. You know, I mean, everybody remembers when Britney, you know, famously shaved her head. Mm-hmm. And what she said at the time, she was just like, I'm tired of people touching me. I mean, there were scenes where, you know, paparazzi is in her face with cameras, like one inch away, mm-hmm. snapping away. And she's like, and under her breath, you could, you could hear her. She's like, I'm scared. They're so close. I mean, I just, my heart went out to her because nobody was there to protect her. Mm. She was just, you know, out here, um, in these streets and really struggling with mental health, struggling with her mental health, whether she was an alcoholic, you know, what, whatever it was, she was not getting the help and she was ridiculed. And, you know, remember, I mean, there was a time she was the butt of everybody's jokes, you know, everybody was making Britney Spears jokes, not really realizing the turmoil that she was going through. It was, it's, I mean, she got her kids taken away. Remember she got married and, you know, she Mm -hmm. had the two boys she got her kids taken away. You know, visitation, her visitation was severely limited. Her dad took over. I mean, and what's crazy about, you know, having her father at the forefront of all of her assets. And so they could sign contracts for her. They could make money, you know, make her make money for her own, for her estate. I mean, you think about a conservatorship or, you know, the legal term for me is a guardianship. It's usually in place for somebody who can't make decisions for themselves, who are a threat to their own health, life, and safety, and need somebody else to do it. But the crazy thing about this whole thing was, you know, Britney Spears was still working. She was still performing. So, it, you know, it kind of, it, it's an oxymoron. Like, for somebody who is incapable of doing X, Y, and Z, why is she still working? You know, and, you know, almost also to a point, the attorney for her father went back to court and asked for more money. Cause he's like, you know, it's, this is basically she's working. So I'm entitled to more money. I mean, it's just, it's the crazy, it's so crazy. It, like I said, it, um, this documentary framing Britney Spears gave me a newfound respect for her. Cause she was coming up in some, I mean, this, the men and, and the women too. Just nasty, nasty. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had Justin Timberlake on radio stations after he made money off of, you know, cry me a river and, you know, making these songs and making it seem like, oh, you know, maybe she, what does she do? She busted down with somebody else. And then he gets on the radio and he's like, 
you know, they ask him, well, did you have sex with her? He's like, yeah, yeah, I hit it. I hit it. Like Hmm. after you went and made all this money trying to pretend like, you know, oh, they, you know, weren't having sex and she went off and cheated. I mean, she was just made into this. It was like high school, like a, Mm -hmm. like a, the, the high school slut. Right. Right. See, that's so sad because, you know, like you said, it just gives you a lot of insight into something that we were outsiders looking at for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you know, I think, oh, you know, she started off as being like a Disney kid. And then, you know, you have like the Christina Aguilera's and the Justins and a lot of them came up. You know, that was their road to getting to exactly where they, you know, want it to be. And, you know, you got to think sometimes, you know, like, where's your childhood at? That's the first thing I think. So I think of Michael Jackson and, you know, a lot of celebrities end up cracking at some point because I do think the price of fame, you know, from childhood and up, especially like you said, who was there to protect her when you don't have certain people around you, that right foundation and everybody's digging on your money in your pockets. Yeah, you're bound to flip out. So everybody's like, oh, Brittany lost it. I remember that. Um, Turn on the TV and she shaved her head and she finally cracked. And at the time, you know, I really wasn't aware of no mental health. You know, I don't know what the heck was going on right and it was just like sad it was sad to see to be honest like I don't like to see anybody broken down you know to that level and like you said she was very innovative she was she was a big deal in her time she was such a big deal you know to this day like you know she was gonna have residency in um Vegas and however you know things happen with that she could still sell out not to do it and you know first of all you don't hear from her so you don't really know what you know is going on Mm -hmm too much. But the fact that she canceled all of that, I think speaks volumes. Like she was supposed to do a whole residency in Vegas, Mm -hmm. but she has no control over her finances. She has no control over her person, really. I mean, they have her father and his attorney have access to all her medical records, like her team, you know, there's nothing private, you know, and again, you know, she's a multimillionaire and people like, you know, so what, but the, the sadness of, not having your own autonomy over your person, but you're out here performing, making millions of dollars, but have no control over your your your, your yourself. Mm-hmm. That was that. So I think that was like her act of defiance. Like, well, I'm not doing it. You know, like basically, if I am not going to profit the way that I should, and I don't, and I can't make decisions the way that I want, I'm not doing it. I, you know, I I like to think think that that was the reason for her cancellations. Like you know, why, why work? I'm mm-hmm. under a guardianship. Why do, why do all of that? Right. So the attorney who went back to court and asked for more money, because mm-hmm. this is, this is more of a business venture than, you know, taking care of somebody that really needs the, the, you know, it's different than being, you want, you want guidance, you want advice, but you know, we should, we all have a right to our own destiny. And, you know, unless, you know, you, we just really can't make decisions for ourselves and we're incapacitated. And I mean, you just, you look at Brittany, it's like, that's not the case. You know, she's a mother. You look at her, she has teenage sons. Her kids are big now with, um, what's his name? Uh, They they had a K fed. Yeah. They had a nickname for him. K fed. Yeah. Mm Okay, yeah, fast. I just my my I have a special place in my heart now for Britney Spears, and I I think it was a, um, you know, it started out as like, oh man, it's free Britney, what is this? But it was actually a really good documentary, and it shed light on, like I said, some of the things that, you know, while we were all living it, we were I, you didn't see it, but oh man, just the sexism, oh, it was terrible, terrible, terrible that she had to endure at a very young age. You know, and just the struggles, like I said, that she went, that she was going through with her mental health, uh, you know, on the world stage. And instead of the help that she needed, you know, she got a lot of ridicule. And, um, you know, when we as a people, we're responsible for that, you know. But let me ask you, just just your opinion, Jen, when you say we're responsible, do you feel as though her parents are responsible in any way for everything? So and. Well, absolutely. You know, she was a young woman coming up and, you know, I think they made it a point to say her mother would do everything for her, like anything for her kids. The father was more like, there was a quote somebody said, he was like, my daughter said she gonna buy me a boat when, you know, she makes some money. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to show where the parents were at, the father was more financially, you know, concerned and the mother is the nurturer, which, you know, is usually how it is. That being said, um, you can't take away what, when you put somebody on a stage, you know, I think they, one thing was said was, you know, we don't live in England, our Royals, like we don't have, 
you know, royal families, we have celebrities, you know, and like it or not like it, we put our celebrities on a pedestal, Mm -hmm. but we don't, we're not, and you know, the paparazzi is, is one thing and, you know, COVID will probably dead all a lot of that, but Mm -hmm. I think it was, it was a different situation for her because, you know, not saying she wasn't seeking fame and fortune, but Mm -hmm. she's actually talented. So that comes with it. But, you know, no one cares. I mean, they they interviewed some of these uh, photographers and they're like, you know, she never gave us an indication that she didn't want the cameras there. So we're bi- meanwhile, they're snapping in her face, you know, one inch away and, you know, fights breaking out. And it just that the violations that were going on on top of that, like that, that's something, you know, your parents can shield you but so much. And at that time she was a young woman. So, you know, what what's your mother and your father really going to do? You know, when you're in a car, sitting in a car and you just went to go get ice cream with your kids and you got paparazzi on the the hood of the car, you know, on the beating on the glass. Mm. What, you know, what what can your parents really do at that right. point? Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. Sad. It was Sad. it was a lot. And I think, you know, I'm not saying her father didn't do what he thought was in the best interest for her. Mm-hmm. Um. But she, what she had said was like, you know, she understood that she needed some sort of guidance, protection. She was like, I just don't want my father on it, you know, you appoint anybody. And that I think was, that's, that's the, that was the issue for me. Like if she's capable enough to make a decision, she was like, okay, I, if I need this, please don't put my dad on it. I, he, I don't, and she's, you know, gone to try, try to remove him and it has and the courts and it has not worked. And that that's where I'm like, okay, what she's like, if if I need it, please just don't put him on it. Then why can't why can't her wishes oh. be um you know, why 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 can't that be listened to? That's sad. And that wish granted. That's that was the sad part for me. Like mm. she's like, I don't I don't I don't I don't want my dad to do it. Anybody else. Oh, and you know, that's something to be said about like these fathers of daughters in entertainment. Um, I know Michael, you know, got rid of his father, Michael Jackson. We have Britney mm-hmm. you're talking about. I know Beyonce, you know, she had to fire her father. Like, and mm-hmm. these are the people that push you to this greatness from what I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, it's like, you know what? You have showed me a side of you that I'm grown now and I see. So, you know, you got me here, but I don't need you here no more. Yeah. And I think at that point, that's where the nurturing has to come in because yeah, you get to this, you know, pinnacle of success and that's great. And, you know, you kind of need, that's why, I mean, that's why it should be a synergy, you know, mother, father, and there should be a team of people that, you know, want your well being financially as mm-hmm. well as f- physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Right. And so that's, you know, that's, I could see that cause they, you know, just one thing referring back to Brittany, they were like, she was seeking, you know, anybody to be her friend, you know, because she was so isolated and she didn't have that, you know, and not saying she didn't have the family base, but it, what comes across to me is like her mother was as much, she did as much as she could, but this part, her mother was ineffective. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Cause I know her mom was always with it. She has a little sister too. Yeah, you know, and, her, and her sister was was appointed the guardian, a, a, a co guardian for a while until Brittany was like, you know, I'm, I got this. That I, you know, I don't. Yeah, and her sister's like, I want to respect my my sister's wishes, and her father's like, you know, I'm she gonna buy me a boat, you know, that kind of. I'm not messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So yeah. I'm going to send uh, another shirt. I'm going to get you the Britney hoodie and my other sister. She has a Tupac hoodie. So I love it. I love it. I'm, yeah, the, I'm least, the least, the least I could do for you. The <laughs> least I could do for you. So speaking <laughs> of uh, other woke things, um, I was quite concerned because in Florida, there was someone hacking the water. Now, I don't know. This was in Oldsmar, Florida. I don't know how far that is from you. Um, but yes, yeah, someone, yes, yeah, someone remotely got in the system and an operator had noticed this intrusion and the hacker basically adjusted the levels of sodium hydroxide to mm. more than 100 times its normal levels. And um, for those of you who don't know, this basically is commonly referred to as lie. I thought of lie as perms. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah, I was like, oh, too. no, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So had they succeeded, it would have just only taken 24 to 36 hours to have like reached the system. And, you know, they're saying that they have so many like, you know, redundancies set up that, you know, the system would have been alerted. And but no, basically somebody was in there 
they got in the system and it was a matter of somebody, an operator watching those levels go up and going, what is happening here? Mm. And he was able to dial it back down. So, you know, what's going on where somebody had that access to actually get that far and get in? And why are they trying to poison the Florida water system? Like, this is a big deal. That's poisoning the water. Um, There's a lot of things that could have happened, you know, to people when they wake up the next day. Um, Breathing difficulties, lung inflammation, throat swelling, burning of the esophagus and stomach, um, you know, abdominal pain, vision loss, low blood pressure. Uh, You know, this is serious. And the first thing I thought was of Flint, Michigan. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Like what's happening with the water now? Flint, Michigan has been going on since 2015. Like this yep. is going on a decade. In the like, water. It's been going. Yep. They had lead in their water. And to this day, I'm like, how did that happen? So Flint, Michigan, they actually just reached a $600 million settlement, um, you know, to the city. And so however, it's going to be dispersed. And, but that went on for way too long. So when you see, I guess now they're, you know, on top of things that this could have happened and all it took was that one person to kind of like watch the dial go up and was able to readjust it. They're, they, they're really looking into this. Like this is, this is terrorism and it's on another level and this is scary. So I don't know how far you are. I'm not trying to give out your address, but from Oldsmar, Florida. Honestly, I have no idea where this is located, but, um, you know, it doesn't even matter. Just the fact that, Mm -hmm. You know, this this is I mean, it's biological warfare, you know, and you always got some crazy people doing crazy things. Um, but this is I, I mean, I you, you're the one that told me about it. I didn't even hear about it. It was a blip on, you know, mm-hmm. they they barely said anything. But you mean to tell me that you have someone that could poison a whole water system? That is mm-hmm. I don't even want to mm-hmm. put into words what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. The FBI is involved. You have the county sheriff, Bob Gualtieri, is involved. And I'm just like, who else is involved in this? Like, so they're not they're not scaling the Capitol. <laughs> they're over here poisoning the water. Like, it's just it's too many hands on the inside that have access to hurting people. Yeah, and that's the scary is, this, part. That's a that's an issue of national national security. I yes. mean, this is a, that's, that is that's like a terroristic attack right here. Right. But, Okay, I, you know, I'm careful with my words because I don't even want to say. Yeah. So th- then I'm thinking like, okay, well, would, would we put the same thing on Flint, Michigan? Only thing is that whoever it was succeeded. <laughs> like, was that the difference? You know, so that's the first thing I thought. And of course, that would kind of go in line with being some type of conspiracy theorist, which I'm not. But I'm just thinking that's all I'm doing over here. So uh, we're happy that, again, that hacker did not succeed. They caught it. And who knew you had to really watch out for your water because of somebody just literally working the dials that could change your life the next morning. That's crazy. Mm. So, mm. okay. Yeah. yeah. So I touch on that. I was concerned. I called you like, Hey, you did. Okay. Mm. Over there. Yeah. So moving on, we are at the weekend. You got it going on. I used to be scared of the thing. I feel like that. <laughs> you cozy? Did you, did you just fluff your pillows? All right. Mm, I sat up for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shifted in my chair a little bit. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this one is long. Up. You perked up? Okay. So I always perk up. Um, so this, this, this. Okay. Like I said, this right here is long, but I'm going to try to like really sum it up for you. So this writer, uh, as she says, I'm such a big fan of your show. Um, Here's a question. One of my close friends recently finalized her divorce. She was only married to her husband for 18 months, but they had been together for about five years total. During the process of their separation and divorce, I didn't really press my friend to talk about it, but she did vent to me a few times about their problems, and I tried to be as supportive as I could. My husband is also friends with her ex, and although they aren't as close as my friend and I, they do still talk occasionally. Whenever my friend would talk to me about her failing marriage, she would place the blame almost solely on her husband. She said he was being controlling and smothering her and she couldn't take it anymore. She said they tried counseling and therapy, but it didn't help. Uh, And divorce was a last resort. 
All right. I would tell my husband what my friend was saying, and he always said that doesn't sound like something her husband would do. But you never know what goes on behind closed doors in other people's relationships. When my husband finally did reach out to him, the divorce was already finalized, and my husband called him to see how he was doing. They ended up talking for almost two hours. My husband told me that my friend, okay, (laughs) my homie, was spending three to four hours at her CrossFit gym every day and that the husband was trying to get her to cut back because he felt they weren't spending enough time together. My friend refused, and when COVID shut down their gyms, she started going over to her trainer's house for private workouts. Hmm. Her husband, okay, where did do that at? Her husband expressed concern that she was having an affair, but she kept denying it and told her husband he was acting jealous and controlling. Her husband suggested therapy and counseling, but my friend actually refused those as well. Things came to a head when her husband found sex toys in her gym bag. He (laughs) confronted her about it and she freaked out on him for going through her things and told him that she wouldn't need those things if he satisfied her. So he ended up filing for divorce. Not my friend. What he told my husband contradicted everything my friend had told me over the previous six months or so. The next time my friend called me, she tried to vent about stuff and I cut her off. I told her my husband had talked with your ex and that he told a very different story than you did. I told her I don't appreciate being lied to or being used to make her feel better about her own screw ups. I told her that maybe we should maybe we shouldn't talk for a while because she clearly has her own stuff to work on. She got mad and said that her ex clearly lied to us because otherwise he will look like the bad guy. She said I was an asshole for believing him over her. I told her that I don't want to hear about her problems anymore and that if she was only going to call me to vent and lie about things, then she shouldn't bother to call me at all. She said that I was supposed to be on her side on this one. And I told her I feel bad for her ex and I hung up. Beep. (laughs) (laughs) A little story I read to y'all. I figured, you know, might might as well read the whole thing. I'm on a roll. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Wow. So say you. Yeah, I mean, the their relationship is pretty much over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first of all, it's messy. Like, man, you oh. got couples. What? Oh, no, you say messy. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's, understatement. It's, it's, it's very messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're already divorced. So, you know, they're already divorced. But the the friendship that she has, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with her. Like, mm-hmm. girl, you I, sound like you done made the whole thing up. And the reason why I say that is just the, 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 the fact that the uh, the husband, the friend's husband was the one who filed for divorce and it was actually granted to him. So, you know, knowing what I know, you got to have proof. So if, you know, whatever he filed the divorce on and, the and you know, I'm assuming was adultery or something, he probably had proof. So I'm going to believe the husband or the ex-husband over what her girlfriend was telling her. And with mm-hmm. that being said... Yeah, then your girlfriend is using you, telling you, making up stories. And I don't know anybody. I don't want, you know what? Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, this doesn't aside. Like, I'm not going to no personal trainer's house. I don't care if he has the all the training equipment in his um, garage. Even the swing? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm because on my way. Here, here in South Florida, that's like a thing. Like, every guy is a personal trainer. And, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're whores. You know, they're man whores. I'm just saying, like, they're they. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, I'm assuming, you know, she was like hella high water or COVID. I'm going over his house with some toys in my bag. Like, come on now, we already know what's up. So, yeah, the fact that you know her homegirl didn't tell her all this, the little salacious details. Mm -hmm. She's all the more reason, you know, she was hiding something, so she wasn't being truthful. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm queen of the cutoff, so this this would be a cutoff moment. Like snip snip right here. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Snip snip. Yeah, this was messy. This I mean, I, I read it and I was like, okay, divorce, divorce. Okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, work through it. But then it's like, wait a minute. So you go into dude's house now and then you bring in toys. So you go in over there to have a good time. Like you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how right. I'm looking at it. Like what you, what you bring in, like uh uh, but bands or something like what? What do you? What, what do you? What, that wasn't a weight. It was like Are you like what? Her husband said, "What's this heavy thing in, in the bag?" She said, "Why are you going through my stuff?" That was her response. Why are you going through my stuff? 
<laughs> like that was real bold of her, like to really like snap and be like, why are you going through my stuff? Like, come on now. Like that was, that was bold. And that was a bit obnoxious of you. Like that wasn't very nice. Like you were wrong. And then to be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to friends, we're Batman and Robin. Like, you know, I ride with you, you know, let me know what, let me know what I need to say. Like, what? Well, let me know the deal. Don't leave me in the dark. So since you left me in the dark, you know, well then no, I, uh, uh-uh, I, I can't because the one thing about friends is I always let it be known the same way dudes are. That's my friend right there. She's my friend. That that's my friend. I'm not loyal to you. Hands down. You know, I let her do. I, hey, I had to tell a couple of friends, husbands that before, like, I, that's my friend. You're not my friend. <laughs> that's you don't got to worry about me. And I expect the same thing from my, you know, my man's friend too. So don't ever let, don't ever like cross the lines because some people cross the lines and think that like, oh, well, you know, oh my, you know, you ever get this one before, man, my boy really, my boy really likes you. My boy's really crazy about you. <laughs> you like, I don't need you to tell me, but that's already, <laughs> that's already starting to lie. He's already trying to like, you know, build a lie just in case, you know, the scapegoat thing is, you know, no, I'll never trust you, dude. I will never trust you. So I think that they were just mixed up in their relationship. These two, they were very mixed up in their relationship. What and do you mean? I, I think the cu- the couple, the couple that, you know, uh, had to cut off these these two, they were too much mixed up in their relationship. Like she's like, my husband spoke to the guy and then she spoke and it's just too much back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's just I too mean, much. Like, yeah. She, she, well, she, she told me something different. Those kind of relationships, though, like I'm not oh, I'm not wow. saying anything wrong with that. I just I think the messy part is the her the girlfriend or the ex the now ex-wife she's not telling the truth like yeah just be real if that's your homegirl then tell her the truth because it doesn't sound like you gave her the whole and of course there's always two sides of the story especially in the in relationships and you know lord knows i know mm-hmm. so you always gonna have to but you know there's your side his side and then mm-hmm. there's the truth and right if your side don't even come halfway because mm-hmm. you you know you come halfway but if you leave in if if we gotta play fill in the blanks, you got a whole storyline like yep. sex toys going to the trainer's house, and I didn't hear that. Mm. Why you leave that out? We know right. why you leave that out, right? So yeah, it's just too. It's right, too, and be, maybe maybe what? she felt like the the more you don't know, the better. So that way, if anything ever comes up, you can honestly say I didn't know. Mm. Maybe it could have been a little bit of that, but. When she cuts her friend off, yeah, like that was the best thing to do. Like, you know, you can't be using me for lies and like I'm good off you. Like you trouble. Chick, you you do you you doing too much. You're doing too much. So yeah, so I'm I'm actually in agreement with our listener about the cutoff. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, snip snip, get you don't need people like that. Very um, you know, it's kinda like very self centered and narciss- narcissistic. Like, I'm only gonna tell my homegirl the bad things that he did, but yeah. I'm not going to tell her what, what I did to cause the breakdown of my marriage. And you know what? I'm terrible. Cause the first thing I was thinking, I was like, her body better be dope. <laughs> All that. All that. She better be, All I was- that. I, she better be looking like, you know, she better be looking like Nicole Murphy been in the gym all her no, life. No. You get what I'm saying? All my life I had to work. That's what I'm trying to see. I'm I'm one of you need to be tight and right. Don't be coming. I want to see no effing nothing. I don't want to see no fat on your pinky toe. You need to be tight and right telling somebody don't be going through your bag with a whole bunch of <laughs> You better be a bodybuilder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see some um yeah, whoa, you better be showing major, big ones. Uh, body yeah. Now, I'm not my, talking my yeah. improvements. Yeah, not some old you went and got nipped and tucked and shit and you got a big old Atlanta butt. I didn't say all that. I'm talking you really put the work in and your your back is felt. You get what I'm saying? And you work. Yep. I mean, I've been there before. I know what it is to work at it. You put in that work, I know. <laughs> I know. I know what it is. So yeah, but yeah, you can't be telling somebody to get out your bag and you got Twinkies and, and dildos in there. <laughs> and butt beads. What are you doing? <laughs> And a shot of Henny. What are you doing? <laughs> he, he heard clank, clank, clank in that bag. He said, Whoa, where are you going? You got a treasure chest up in here? <laughs> okay. Well, look, well, you know, she got she got little Uzi Vert in her bag. <laughs> That's just my $11 million diamond. Oh, uh, man. Cut off, cut her, cut her okay. off, girl. All She's right. trouble. She's I, trouble. I think, I think we gave her. Yeah, what you says? Cut off. I'm be laughing about this tomorrow. (laughs) 
Every time I see somebody going to the gym, I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you see my personal trainer. Look, I'd be the main one talking about a personal trainer. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> Look at my bag. I'm gonna be all guilty. Look at my bag. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a sweatband and a waist trainer. I promise you. I promise. <laughs> That's just a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll keep going. Okay. So you better go. You better go. <laughs> Get out the car. Get out the car. Remember you kicked me out the car that day? Get out the car. Get out the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You kicked me out the car. <laughs> Wait, what you talking about? Me? Yeah, you sure did. Remember, you dropped me off at our brothers. He was like, "Get out." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, now you want to get your bag together? Get out!" I was like, "Wait." <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, come on, get out, get 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 to the jam because I'm gonna keep on going. Like, <laughs> I didn't know your car could go that fast. <laughs> oh, a little speed racer. Woo. Oh man! All right, mm. moving on. We are now at one of my favorite segments. All these segments are my favorite, but this is That's My Jam. That's my jam. That's my jam. Okay, so this week is my jam. And I want to take y'all back. You know I'll be taking. Mm, Let me tell you where I'm going to take y'all back to 1988. A lot of y'all may not have been around in 1988, but I was. I was a pioneer. I was was the last of Mohegans in this shit. We out here. Mm-hmm. The architect. So I'm going to take y'all back to my philosophy. My philosophy. My, pa- 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 pa. my philosophy by BDP, Boogie Down Productions, KRS One. Hey, Remember this? Hey. By, on the lead single, By All Means Necessary. That was the cover where he had, you know, was in his Malcolm X pose with the gun at the window. By any means, by all means necessary. So this was released on May 31st, 1988. So this was after the murder of DJ Scott LaRock. Remember, that was like a the big thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Because really, you know, that was, KRS-One was kind of, um, I, I guess at that time, like, he really is known for, like, his the conscious rap. But he was, like, conscious before conscious was even, like, a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, he yeah. had started out with Criminal Minded, but then, you know, Scott LaRock had gotten killed. So he really started doing, like, you know, the galvanizing the hip hop community. And that is, that's what I will always remember KRS, you know, one for like, you know, he wrestled topics like gun violence, black on black crime, safe sex, police corruption, you know, back in the day. I mean, we talking, we talking some time ago, you know, so he was truly like, he is a hip hop pioneer. You know, that was my philosophy rocks for like, I think it's like a, like seven minutes and he just keeps going, you know, in about four seconds, the teacher will begin to speak. Let us begin. What, where, why, or when? <laughs> now let me explain like instructions to a game. That shit just, I can play that right now. And it just, it just rocks. Mm. It's this I think very deeply. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you rocking that. Mm-hmm. I remember you rewinding that tape. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, that was... Look, when we talk about politically conscious rap, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. You know, hands down, right there. My philosophy. KRS-1. You know, KRS-1. talking about and and the beats would like so dope. You know, the beats was dope. You know, that was the time around self destruction. But you know, we have we've been tackling these because what's crazy is like you know, fast forward to today, twenty twenty one. We what what you know, we're still talking about the same things, right? You know, we, we're still talking about the same things. Right. You know, yeah. so it's timeless and, and unfortunately it's timeless, but, you know, it's still relevant today. Right. Everything that, you know, threatens to destroy our communities, he was rapping about, we're still talking about. So right. my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Boogie Down Productions. I was right on time. Black History Mom. Ew. That was right. Right, right. right on time. That was really good. Yep. I can't wait for you to play the little clip for that. Mm-hmm. In about four seconds, the teacher will begin to speak. School them, school them, school them. Yay! I like it. So we are at the Support Black Business. This is the segment of the show where we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities by supporting products and services made for us by us. And today I Hulu. am highlighting Hulu, <laughs> FUBU. Hulu. 
Today, I am highlighting Randy Williams, who is the founder of Tally and Twine, which is a watch company. He is based in Virginia. Uh, he was featured in the New York Times, Men's Health Magazine, and Essence. When I tell you these watches are dope, I know everybody's mm-hmm. going for, you know, what, what, what's the what, what's a watch that everybody will want outside of uh, Rolex? You name it. Hard. It, there you go. Oh, excuse me. I can't even say it. So, <laughs> do I want you said? <laughs> yeah, right. So, you have these brothers that came together. They started Tally and Twine, and, you know, check them out. The, the watches are nice. Valentine's Day is coming, and my gentleman mentioned wanting a watch. And I thought, you know what? I want to make sure I'm supporting black owned businesses. This is something dope. And they are actually dope watches. I know that they do like a little salute to fraternities, and they send out specialized watches for that. Just dope. So check them out at Tally and Twine. That's T-A-L-L-E-Y and Twine, T-W-I-N-E. You can also check them out at www.tallyandtwine.com. When I tell you, you know, I, I'm not just boasting it just because. Like, Yeah, yeah I like them. I Actually, I, I, I want you I want to say one. I like the watches. I'm, I'm getting myself one. Yeah, Definitely. I want one. They're, they're really I nice. I have a little collection. A little watch, little watch a little watches. Yeah, you like, like, we like things. We like watches. We like sunglasses. We like accessories. Mm-hmm. We, like, we like little things. things. We like bags. We like, you know, I like coming there because, you know, you have stuff. You like coming here. We have stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be a part of the collection. Tally and Twine Watch Company. Go ahead. Randy Williams, you are the man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yay. Yay. Well, guess where we are? <gasps> At the beginning. No, we're at the end. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> oh, I know. We've come to the end, y'all. But please like, share, and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. Please listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora, wherever you listen to your podcast. Also watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV. And if you go to www.twizpod.com, you can now get you a Twizpod mask, y'all. We out here in these COVID streets with the That's What I'm Saying mask. So make sure you cop you one. I love it. We're being innovative with the times. You get what I'm saying? Ew, giving you what you need. And also, if you have a question for the Weekend D Report, you want to keep up with all my upcoming comedy shows as well as our podcasts and TV events, then get social with us. DM us. We'd like a little slide in the DM. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at twist, that's T-W-I-S, or on our website at twistpod.com. If you ever forget, always remember, twistpod is an acronym for That's What I'm Saying. Thank you for listening. As always, it has been a pleasure. Stay healthy, stay well. Love you all. Peace. Peace.